Hi, this is Deep and this is Simar. You are listening to Glamour and Purpose podcast. So welcome. Hello everyone. So today we have a very special guest here. His name is Yogesh Kapoor. He is a public speaking trainer, a life coach. He's a keynote speaker, a lifestyle expert. He's also an Amazon best-selling author and he's been in the top 30 speakers at World Championship Contest in 2017. So welcome Yogesh. Good evening everyone. Thank you so much Simmer for that introduction and I want to thank Nathan to invite me here today to give a lesson on not really on public speaking, but how to craft a winning speech. Uh, the reason I chose to do this topic first was because I compete in the World Championship of Public Speaking. I've been competing actually for the last six years. And back in 2017, I was very fortunate enough to make it to the top 30 speakers uh, in the contest. And why I start with crafting a winning speech workshop is because as a, as a speaker, we all start with our first speech. And crafting a winning speech is like baking a cake. You need the right ingredients. So to start off with, many people have this question of how do you find the topic of your speech? And the first question you have to ask yourself when you find the topic is, what life-changing experience do you have? So if I had to ask any one of you, what life-changing experience do you have? Let me ask Nathan. If you had to write a speech. A life-changing experience that I've had? Yeah. Just anything in general? Yeah, because we have so many, right? Yeah, I, I did skydiving. Okay, yeah. If that's the, if that's the message you, you feel it resonates most with you, yeah, that's perfect, skydiving. What about you, Simmer? Oh, yeah. I mean, moving to New Zealand was life-changing experience. Exactly. So, you know, it could be anything like overcoming a sickness or poverty, career change, finding the right partner. You know, it could be any one of those. Once you have established that or you've written a couple of life-changing experiences, the one I go with mostly is the one that gave me a goosebump experience. So that's the one I usually go with, which I consider life-changing. Um the second question you have to ask yourself is, what if this was the, your last day on this earth? What is the message you want to tell? So if you have a couple of life-changing experiences, which story would you pick out of that, right? And what is the message that you have? So Nathan, you mentioned skydiving. Um, what message would you tell the world if today was the last day of your life? Well, I think if I think if you just use if I use skydiving as like a, a met metaphor or something, right? The the thing that skydiving gave me when I did it was like a real sense of being alive and like being totally present in that moment, right? So, you, you know, when you're jumping out of the plane, there's no, you know, you're not worried about you know what you know anything else that's going on. You're just a hundred percent present in that moment. And whether it's skydiving or, you know, whatever somebody can do, you know, something where 
you just feel totally alive and present to the moment is an amazing experience. I, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, the, the skydiving example is so perfect, right? To be right in the moment because, you know, whatever happens, happens, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, like I said, uh, for many people, it's follow your passion, never give up, let it go. The speech I did back in 2017 in uh, Vancouver, Canada, I said, uh, my speech title was let it go, was letting go of your past failures and fears and all of that. So it depends person to person, uh, but that helps you even establish better. Oh, okay. So I know out of these life-changing experiences, this is the one I want to talk about. Then it takes you to the third question is, is the message universal enough, right? Now I'm a vegetarian. If I'm going to go on a world stage and talk about we should all be vegetarian, I don't think everybody will relate to that uh, message. So you have to make sure that your message is universal enough for everybody to understand. I actually love that skydiving experience. You know, I've never had a skydiving experience. So now, now you made me think, you know, that's something I want to do when COVID-19 is over. And that would be a message to tell as well. Awesome. And which takes me to the final question is how to choose the title of your speech. Now, this one is a little dicey for some people because some people don't like to give away their message right in the beginning. But I have studied like world champions since 1986 till now. And majority of their message is the same as their speech title. So this year, my speech contest was, uh, my, my message was get out. And that was also my speech title. So it makes it easier. I mean, it doesn't really give away the story, but it also kind of, you know, sticks to the audience. And that is something that also can be your tagline in the speech. We all, uh, as, uh, as uh, contest speakers, we always love to have a tagline because majority of the audience, they forget 60 to 70% of what you said, but they remember your tagline and they remember that uh, that message that you have to give. So that's how you find the topic of your speech. Next is the key ingredients in the structure of your speech. And we'll start with the opening. So the opening is establishing the connection with the audience. And usually you have about five to 30 seconds to do that. You have a five to 30 second window to do that. And again, it also depends on what your speech is about and what is the story. So the best way I believe is to start with humor. Last year I did a speech where I, I, I said, my name is Yogesh Kapoor and I am very poor. So the moment I said that the whole crowd burst into laughter. And, um, and after that, uh, after they stopped laughing, I continued telling my story uh, that I'm poor because I don't know how to maintain my relationships. I take things too seriously. And, uh, and my speech title was, Why So Serious? But humor is one of the best ways to open your speech. The second is a dialogue. Okay. So um, 2016 world champion of public speaking, he starts with the dialogue. First, he takes out an underwear, wears it on top of his uh, pants, and then he goes, hey, loser, how do you like your new school uniform? Those were the words 
of my high school bully, Greg Umberfield, because dialogue is like a conversation between two people, right? So if you're if you're gonna start your opening, you can also have a dialogue in that. Third is a dramatic story. So when I was when I did my 2017 speech, speech let it go. I started with with a dramatic story. I was like, I'm lying on my deathbed. And as I gasped for the last breath of air before my soul left my body, my life flashed in front of me. Three questions came to haunt me. Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? And when the answer to all three questions was no, I had tears roll down my cheeks. Now, when I say that, what comes to your mind? Anyone, any one of you, what comes to your mind when I say that? Whether those questions are true for me. <laughs> That and plus, when I speak about the lying on the deathbed and all, what do you imagine? It's like a vivid picture of you lying on your deathbed. Yeah, exactly. Some people think I'm in the hospital. Some people think I'm uh, maybe at home. I'm, in, I'm about to die. I'm really sick, right? So it's the dramatic story. If you have one as an opening, that you need a 20 to 30 seconds to establish that connection with the audience. But you know, I saw everybody's eyes were like in, like, oh my God, looks like this guy survived death, you know? So that's how you pull the audience in within those uh, few few seconds. The fourth way is you, you state your message right in the beginning, you know? So like this year, my speech title was Get Out. I started like this. I left my house with the most motivating, uplifting, and encouraging words from my wife. Get out, you know? And again, um, everybody burst into laughter and they, they thought that that was funny, right? But that was also my message. I stated my message right there in the beginning of the speech. Get out. That's the message I had. So that's another way of doing it. And the fifth thing that is very important is props. You know, uh, for example, in 2017 for my Let It Go speech, I used a balloon. Uh, 2015 world champion uses a cigarette. One of my favorite world champion uses a flower, you know, and uh, last year I used a costume. So it really depends on uh, what your speech is about. But when you use a prop, it should be only used if it helps your message by 20 to 30%. If it doesn't uh, help your message, then don't use a prop at all. And um, one thing I, I love about props is you can use a prop to explain, uh, like when I use the balloon, uh, I said when we're young, we're like this balloon, able to fly high, limitless, fearless, but something happens along the way. We fail at something and that failure becomes our anchor. And I take the balloon and I just put it in a box because there's a weight at the end of the balloon. And then I just put it down. So that really helps with my message and, and it explains emotions in a better way. And it explains how, you know, like how uh, Nathan, you said earlier, it's like a metaphor, right? You can use it like very well. So this is how you do your opening of your speech. Now I'll take it to the body of your speech. So what's the body of your speech? The body of your speech is basically is the roller coaster ride of emotions, right? You want to take your audience on this roller coaster journey throughout. And there are certain pillars to this. And the first pillar is you can have your body of your speech as one story, right? That one experience you had, like in Nathan's 
case, it was skydiving, or in uh, Simmer's case, it was uh, moving to New Zealand, right? That's that one story. Or you can have three different stories or struggles within that speech of yours. Like in my speech, when uh, Nathan, you said that, you know, you were asking yourself those three different questions, right? So I had three different stories in that speech about my uh, three different questions and, and the struggles with, I had with those three different questions. So that's one thing you can do in the body of your speech, either have one story or three different stories or struggles. The next is conflict. The conflict can be either personal or with others. Most of my speeches, my conflict is with my wife, you know, it's all. Uh, and uh, obviously, I I'm not trying to say that the conflict is, is supposed to show her in a bad light. It's just supposed to sh show uh, what what she's trying to explain to me, which I'm not being able to understand, you know, so or it could be a personal conflict. Like in my 2017 speech, I had a personal conflict with the three questions I had. I wasn't being able to let go of my fear and failures and in those three different struggles. But every speech needs to have that conflict. And again, Nathan, in your case, if you say the skydiving, it could be a, a you not being able to be in the moment, right? Struggling to be in the moment and thinking about, oh my God, how is this going to work out? You have so much fear. Should I jump? Should I not jump? So it really, that's a personal conflict. So that's the second ingredient in, in, uh, in the body of your speech. The third is emotion. So the audience needs to feel what you're feeling. So Nathan, if you had to describe the skydiving experience, how would you describe it? Like if you, when you jumped off the plane? So I think the, the first experience was like terror, mm -hmm. like, like really so so scared that i couldn't think mm -hmm. and when the so that's like when we were when we were like yeah and then when the parachute opened mm -hmm. and it like like it opened up it's like it was literally like everything in the universe went totally silent mm -hmm. and it was like all of a sudden my eyes got really big and it was literally like time was standing still and I felt the deepest sense of peace that I've ever experienced. Lovely. I love that description because while you were describing it, I was trying to feel it as well. So that's what I mean by that the audience needs to feel what you're feeling. You know, when you said your eyes popped out and you felt a sense of peace, that's what they need to do. Now, let me ask someone else here. Deep, do you like eating McDonald's or did you used to like eating McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, I used to. Okay. What was your favorite uh, meal? At McDonald's? Yes. Chicken burger and fries. Okay. Describe eating it. The one thing that I really liked about their burger was it had a lot of cheese in it and then a chicken patty and then the, the bun. And okay. it just tasted really amazing. And it tastes the same every single time. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Great. Great. So normally I, I, I get Big Mac as the answer. So I, I ask them to describe. So like, uh, and then what I, I, I tell the audience is like, if I'm describing eating that burger, right. I'll be like, Oh, the soft sesame bun 
and the rare cooked beef and the melted cheese, just like Deep mentioned, right? The melted cheese. And when you take that bite of, you know, the cheese melting in your mouth and you see now I'm vegetarian, but I'm feeling hungry already. So that's what the audience needs to do. They need to feel what you're feeling. Okay. So that, that's the fun of it when you do it in a speech, because otherwise it's not going to connect. The story is not going to connect with them. So, and you know, you can even talk about, oh, the French fries, dipping it in that BBQ sauce or whichever sauce you like. And after all of that, taking the, that one sip of Coke, Coke to gulp it all down your throat, <laughs> you know, that feeling, you get what I mean, guys, you know, that feeling that it's triggering that emotion in the audience of how, um, you know, like, oh my God, yeah, I'm missing McDonald's right now. You know, I want to go eat it now. So that's the third ingredient. Fourth is the climax. What is the climax? Climax is a tipping point where everything seems like a mess, right? So in every speech, there's a point where you want to show that everything is a mess and, you know, nothing's working out. Nathan, in your case, it would be like, you know, um, you would talk about first about the fear of getting on the plane. Then you would talk about being on the plane. And then you would talk about when the door slids open and, you know, just before you make that jump. So everything seems scary. And like you said, terror, right? You want to bring that, that whole experience in front of the audience just before, you know, the, that's the climax point before uh, you take that jump, which is very important because that's what takes, elevates the audience till the top, till you bring them down back, right? So four is climax. Fifth is humor. What does humor do? Humor diffuses emotion and elevates the mood. And what I've noticed and I've studied is you need a minimum of 10 to 15 humorous points in your speech. And I'm talking about a seven and seven and a half minute speech. And I've studied a lot of world champions. So I know that's the minimum requirement of it. Now, I'll give you an example of one of my speeches I did last year. Why so serious? So in that speech, I talk about how I argue with my wife. I tell her I want a divorce. I leave the house, right? And it's, it's, I have a lot of humor going on there. So it doesn't make it seem so serious. And, but towards uh, the climax of my speech, I mention a friend calls me and he stays to come over. I go to his apartment, his father's. I find his father's dead body. And, um, and then when I tell that story, everyone in the audience suddenly gets serious. You know, uh, you can tell because there's pin drop silence in the audience. And now I have to bring their mood up again. So what do I do? I have to, t I, have to t I have to say something to bring that mood up. I'll get, otherwise, what's going to happen? The judges are going to feel that I brought the energy too low. So what I say in the speech, Afterwards, as I went home, I saw that the divorce papers were signed and I tiptoed into my wife's room because I'm really scared of my wife. And when I say that, the audience burst into laughter once again. So I elevated the mood uh, all over again. So humor is a very important part in the body of your speech. Six is transformation. What do I mean by transformation? Is what's the personal transformation you had? And the personal transformation that the audience is going to have when they when they hear your speech. So, for example, Nathan, you mentioned earlier, oh, 
when your eyes popped up, the parachute went up, you know, you felt you were in the moment and you felt the most peaceful ever in the universe, right? I love that description, right? Because I also started feeling that. I was like, oh my God, I can, I can imagine the peace he was having up there, right? Because I've not, sky, uh, I've not gone skydiving, but I, I have gone, um, you know, um, paragliding and you do feel peaceful when you're up there and slowly coming down and it just feels like, you know, heaven, you're in heaven. So the transformation part is very important for the audience and yourself to experience. Finally is the hero. Every story has a hero or heroes. So for example, in my speeches, my wife's the hero, right? She, um, she's the one who gives me an advice or says something and I learn from her. Uh, and you can have more than one heroes as well. Uh, I've had my son as my hero, or I have, you know, uh, my lawyer as my hero. So it could be different, but it should be someone other than you. Because mostly what happens is uh, people like to hear stories of other heroes in your journey, not your, you are the hero of your own journey. It's very rare that you are, but if you do are the hero, just make sure uh, it, it doesn't sound very egoistic. So, so it, it makes the story more, um, how, do you, how do you say it, more acceptable. So these are the seven pillars to the body of your speech. I'll, and I'll quickly jump to the final part, which is the conclusion, and that is the final nail in the coffin. So why do I say it's the final nail in the coffin is because I've seen so many presentations, I've seen so many speeches, they're going so well, but towards the end, in the conclusion, they just lose it all out. They just lose the gist. They don't, you know, end it strong enough. And the first thing you need to do is the callback your, of your story, of your journey, right? You have to call it all back. So if you guys remember earlier, I said uh, humor. In one of my speeches, I said, my name is Yogesh Kapoor. And I am very poor because I don't know how to maintain my relationships. I expect things to be too serious. Uh, and when I come to the conclusion of my speech and the audience has heard my transformation where I tell my wife, I don't want to divorce, you know, over there, I say, my name is Yogesh Kapoor, but I am no longer poor. I am rich because I know how to maintain ships. So I call back that journey, you know, repeating your opening and transformation. Then is the tagline. It, that is supposed to be the message of your speech. Like uh, this year, my speech title was Get Out. When I end my speech, I ask the audience, I look at the camera and I say, get out, you know, or last year's speech was Why So Serious? I, I do that to the audience. I repeat it in, uh, in the end. You can do it before the end. Uh, it depends on what your speech is about. But uh, again, the tagline is very important because they forget most of your story, most of your journey but they remember that message you have. So like I said, get out. And my favorite world champion, he says, I see something in you, but I don't know what it is. And finally is call to action. What will you ask your audience to do? So like, for example, here in USANA, right? We do so many presentations. What is the call to action? What do you want your audience to do? Because the audience doesn't really know what, what to do. So do you want them to change the world, face your fear, dream again? 
Now uh, I'll come back to you, Nathan. If you had to, uh, if you had to give uh, a message to the audience regarding your skydiving, what would it be? What would you, what would the call to action be? The call to action would be do something that gets you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect message, right? Because uh, not everybody wants to skydive. But getting out of your comfort zone is so important because I know at some level in this different aspects of all our lives, we all are like there where we're in our comfort zone and we don't really want to get out. And I think especially in, in, in the whole USANA thing, right? There's so many people that are still in their comfort zones, including myself, and we've not really stepped out of it. And that speech could actually elevate them to push them to take action. Right. Instead of a, a different training that you're doing, imagine doing that speech on skydiving and telling them, get out of your comfort zone. I experienced peace, you know. So that's it for the conclusion. Um, uh, so I'll just quickly recap what I what I told you guys. Uh, one was how to select the speech topic. One was the opening, you know, uh, how to capture the audience's attention what you need to do in the body, the seven pillars, and finally the conclusion, what has to be done in delivering that speech. And once you have all these ingredients in place, you will have that perfect cake that I was talking about. So thank you guys so much. I think I'm gone a bit over time because I can't see the time from my screen. And I hope this really um, explains how to uh, write a winning speech. Before you go, remember to take your free PDF copy from Yogesh that's in the show notes here. In this PDF, you will get all the questions that Yogesh goes through in this episode to create your winning speech. Thank you for listening to the Glamour and Purpose podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Glamour and Purpose. You can also get our most popular lifestyle meal plan on our website at www.glamourandpurpose.com. And if you liked this episode, please leave us a review. We will see you on our next episode. Bye for now.